Alright, if you follow my Instagram, you would know I have been in a Herx. Um, a Herx. I mean, obviously, I really haven't explained what a Herxheimer reaction is, but it's basically when you have Lyme disease or another parasitic or bacterial infection, and it starts to die, which is really good, but it tries to take your body down with it for some reason, which is great. It feels great. And for me, it usually causes joint pain, headache, flu-like symptoms, nausea, vomiting, bloating, a lot of not fun symptoms, essentially. Um, so, basically, it's kind of just been my last week or so that I've been trying to deal with. Um, I originally, for this week, wanted to record an episode highlighting Herxheimer reactions and going over Lyme disease, um, because obviously I have it and I live with it, and it's something I talk about a lot. Um, but also talking about it and interviewing kind of my mom about it and seeing, like, her point of view as a caregiver and a mom as she witnesses me go through it. Because, obviously, she's very versed on it, too. Um, but it's actually kind of funny. Um, her and my brother caught, like, the flu or something because now she's down sick and her voice sounds all funny and... I'm just, I laugh because it's like last week I was like, oh, I'm, I'm fine. Um, we actually did get COVID tests. They're all negative. So thank God for that. Um, but anyways, I told her just to rest today. And I thought that I could actually talk about something that irks the frickity frick frack of, out of me. Um, but before I do, I want to add next week for the new year, I think I'm going to do the Lyme disease episode and I think I'll make it into a series like that I do on my podcast that like I talk, I do like stuff where I talk about, I just kind of talk and chick chat cause I've done some, I, that's kind of been all my episodes so far, but then I'll do also like educational ones where I talk about my experiences with like my Lyme disease, my SMAS, my mouths, stuff that needs more awareness about it. Um, obviously and stuff that needs more highlight and understanding from like the personal point of view of someone who might have that condition but for this week I kind of because the new year's just coming up I kind of want to talk about kind of how I as being chronically ill hate the new year with like um a passion and over the years, I've hated the new year over more and more and more as I've gotten sicker, and especially how society portrays it and sees it. Um, like, even now, it's like, you know, we still see on social media cleanses and countdowns and like, oh, you want to lose weight or, oh, you want to get healthy for the new year. Here And then also you see like the highlights of people's lives and people going to like Bali and what they've accomplished and going to Europe and doing all these amazingly fun things. And I know Instagram is a grain of salt of someone's life, but still, it's, it's still hard because I'm over here like, cool, I didn't do any of that this year. I like, okay. I barely survived. I didn't think I'd even make it to 2023. I didn't think I'd ever be able to podcast or enjoy life again. I didn't think I'd ever be able to walk my dog again or ride horses or drink water again. I never thought I would get answers. I would thought I would I always thought that I was going to just kind of be like that kind of like we don't know why my tummy hurts. The end and never get help by doctors. And it just it 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 drives me mad to see people highlighting their lives and just 
it's people it seems like people not realizing how incredibly grateful they should be and how much of a struggle their other people's like lives are and their years were and how they should be not that they should be but like they need to be aware of how grateful they should be that they should be able to travel to Bali and and travel to all these places and live their lives and eat whatever they want and do whatever they want um and I don't see that that much on social media but it's still hard because people are like doing compilations of videos and pictures and stuff um but yeah (laughs) I guess you could call me I wrote this down because I thought it was funny a jealous bitter bitch of a grinch <laughs> because it's true. I'm I'm I I also feel very jealous for the way my year was spent. You know, the only traveling we did was for hospitalizations and doctors and answers and medications and surgeries and not, you know, fun stuff, right? I mean, to be fair, they were some fun trips. I mean, don't get me started on going to Baltimore and seeing that the East Coast like that. I've never been to Baltimore, so I you know, but social media highlights suck, and they and I feel like they're there, and they make you suck, especially if you're chronically ill. And, like, last year on this time, we were going to Baltimore because we had reached out to John Hopkins, hoping maybe they would help us because we saw they had a SMAS specialist. And they actually scheduled an appointment with us, but I had no idea what SMAS even really was. I was just like, it's an intestinal blockage. I had no idea what vascular compressions were, how they would change my life, and... It's stuff like that that it's, like, perspective. Like, that was my year. Like, I got to see Washington, D.C. and the cold. But this was the first year of my life where I was completely tube-fed. The first year of my life where I had to basically give up eating. And it wasn't, like, it wasn't even a choice. It was, like, I can't eat anymore. And... It wasn't even like, 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 it's not like giving up alcohol, right? Or giving up coffee or whatever, you know, like I literally couldn't eat anymore. And it was stuff like that, that it was like, you know, I had, that's my situation. This was the first year for me, you know, that I was, I had, I mean, I've had my pick line for two years now. Um, but still, it, it it's just a lot of inflection points for me. Um, then in, I was, you know, I had an NJ tube for most of the year, and I never thought that I would have an NJ tube for that long. I didn't even think they could do that for that long. Um, I had to wait almost six months for a GJ, and that entire time, I lost the ability to even, tr- like, tolerate things orally, so everything was going through the tube. Anything I drank, or eight would come right back up. I was vomiting every single day, multiple times a day. And, like, there's so much stuff that I had, that, that, like, I went through. I mean, I wrote, I wrote some of this down, and I'm just reading it, and it's like, it's just kind of weird rereading it, because it's true, and it's like, I can't believe I went through that. Like, when we went to John Hopkins in March, they wanted me to talk to a psychologist just to, you know, check off that I wasn't a little cuckoo bananas, even though I am. Just to check off, like, just basically to get, see if I did have an eating disorder. And she basically broke me down mentally and basically degraded me and told me that my Lyme disease wasn't real and that all these decisions that I had made were bad and that the hospitalizations, like, why did we do all that? And just for her to basically in the end say, well, you know, I still believe, I think actually, though, what is going on with you is physical. 
and I think there is something really going on with you, like, like, diagnosis-wise, like, like, something physical, like, colitis or something, and I was like, great, huh, I'm not good, and, like, the amount of stress that trip put me through, like, I was at my lowest weight, and I, like, literally almost died, and, like, that was my year, that was basically my entire year until I got my GJ, is the NJ started failing, I don't know, it started not getting me enough nutrition, I couldn't tolerate the amount of nutrition that I really needed from it, and I could only tolerate so much, and so it was just that, me thriving on that, which was not moving all day, and hoping those, and that energy and nutrition was enough for me, and I mean, that, that was my year, literally, um, I guess another highlight of my year is finally getting the diagnosis of MALS, which explains all of my symptoms that I've been experiencing since when we think triggered the MALS was a horse accident. So it's stuff like that all the way back then. But even then, it's like, with all these good things happening, my year was still shit. And that was a pretty, and to be honest, I've seen so many other girls, like, following the other girls and other people on Instagram and their stories of their years. There's so many people that their years were way shittier than mine and way, way worse. And I just, I, honestly, it just feels like then I, then I see everyone else just being like, my year was the best, my year was this. And it's like, appreciate that you're able to have a year like that. Appreciate that your year was like that. Because... So many other people, their years were not like that. I mean, for me, you know, my therapist and I have talked about, you know, talk about things that you're really grateful for. Like, even small things or, like, one good thing that happened. And you know what? I, this year was shit for me. It was awful and horrible. But two years ago, I was in the depths of my Lyme psychosis. Untreated Lyme disease rampant through my body. I was in a deep, deep, deep psychosis, which I definitely want to talk about on the next episode, and I was so mentally unwell and physically unwell that then I almost felt like I was, I was gonna die, and I mentally, now I'm in a much better place, maybe not physically, but mentally I'm in a much better, more focused place, and I will take that. I'm able to, I don't know if you heard that loud car, I'm able to, you know, drain liquid I don't eat any solid or even mostly solid food I just drink juice now but even then like that is so small but I will take it because there was a time like obviously like even four months ago where I couldn't even drink water and that's why I don't like the idea of setting new year's resolutions either because you know everyone's like set a new year's resolution and I literally one can't I don't because I'm sick two because I'm sick and three because I'm sick and also I have a really poor memory so if I did set a resolution I probably wouldn't remember it like that is why I am so impressed with myself that I'm able to keep up with this podcast because honestly it's more just me not remembering to do it not even that I'm not feeling well just me not remembering but I just it's there's no reason to find a resolution to make a resolution for me because I could say oh well by this time next year I want to do this or I want to be that but that sets up chance to not have it happen. And with, you know, being chronically ill, you learn, you know, everything changes day by day, second by second, minute by minute, to a point where even planning for the next hour is difficult. So why would you set a resolution? Why would you set up anything for that at all? And, you know, I've learned also that it's been really hard because it's like, 
you know, another new year, another year into my life. And I still feel, like I've mentioned before, I feel left behind. And I need to remember that, you know, good things, whatever is meant to happen to me or for me is going to come. And that's what I've learned in this year is it took basically the whole year to get my GJ tube and I had to suffer and, you know, wait for it. But the way that it all kind of worked out is it happened kind of perfectly because, you know, I was able to, through having the NJ, I got the diagnosis of mouths. And if possibly you'd be taking out the NJ earlier, we might have never gone into the investigation of mouths and I might never have gotten diagnosed with it. So there's stuff like that that I have to realize and think about. And, but that's hard, right? Because I just want to, I want to be that bitter Grinch, that jealous bitch. And just be like, I don't care. It's not fair that my life is like those people. And it's true. Period. It's not fair that some of us have to suffer this year. That some of us had to go through a really shitty year. Some of us almost died this year. Some of us had the worst shit happen to us this year. And and other people got to fly on by this year. And it's hard because I can't, the way my mom has raised me is that it's hard to be a bitter bitch and hold on to it and not just kind of let it go. But it's also like, I want to, I kind of want to be bitter. So it's definitely weird. But through the new year, the new year has also taught me to appreciate the people around me, and just appreciate that I'm alive, and that I'm able to sit here and record this, and talk to you, and I, but even then, I just, it makes me mad, all of this happening the way it did, (coughs) I'm gonna cough, (coughs) that was a really sad cough, yeah, that was a really disappointing cough, I'm sorry, but, like, it's not, like, the, some people, some of my friends are looking forward to the new year because they have doctor's appointments coming up in the new year, and it's stuff like that that keeps, that makes me laugh because I hate being sick, but it's true, I also have doctor's appointments coming up in the new year, and I'm looking forward to them because I know I'll get more answers and I'll get more help, so I look forward to the new year because I know more good things are coming, but also I don't want to go into the new year because I don't want to grow up I don't want time to pass but I also don't want to see all the good people like I don't want to see all this stupid shit on Instagram and social media and society I don't want to see that stupid shit and so I don't I usually just get off Instagram and all social medias for the new year I recommend you do too if it bothers you but it's like why Society has cultivated the idea that New Year's, which it is, is very exciting and, you know, new beginnings, new leaf, turn over the new leaf, or new new lifestyle, and you don't have to do that. That's such a pressure society, a pressural, societal pressure on you that you don't have to do, and it's so dumb because it's for people that can, that have the ability to do it. Like, I see all the time videos of people like being like, my morning routine... It's like folding, waking up in their apartment and making their juice and making their coffee and their espresso maker and making their really fancy breakfast. It's like, that's privilege right there. My mom would talk about this. <coughs> Here I go again. But that's like privilege right there. That's the privilege of being able to do those things 
and being able to wake up and live that life and not being able to worry about am I going to be in pain when I wake up and you know I'm jealous I get jealous because I want that privilege I want that life even though it's kind of gross it's like I want that so bad because I just want to wake up and not be in pain I just want to wake up and drink my stupid coffee and my stupid juice (laughs) and get on my peloton and do that and I can't and I think that has really been really really hard for me as I've gotten sicker is that that semblance of that norm normal that itself is gone like I will never have that and it part of and every for the last like what six years I've been every year I've been like next year will be better next year will be better next year will be better and yes every year has gotten better but it's not to a point where it's like you know next year I'll be doing I'll be completely back to normal and it's that realization too is the new year's makes you realize how chronically ill you are and it makes you realize you're chronically ill because you're like oh it's another year I was sick it's another year I am sick and it's another year I'm going to be sick and you may go into remission you may have better symptoms in the next year and you may have a you know, have a better whatever, but it's that hard realization too, and I think that's why I turn it into jealousy and anger for at people, because I'm like, that's easier to realize than realizing the idea that you're going to be sick another year, and you don't know what's going to come, you don't know where you're going to be, and you don't know what that means, and that is genuinely terrifying, because it would be easy to have like a Okay, on this day you're doing this, but by this day you'll feel better, and this day, this day, that. (coughs) I'm going to cough again. Oh my god. (coughs) No? Okay. But, by, I mean, it would be so easy if that was what it was. But that's not life. Life isn't that easy, if only. So, you know, I think that's kind of just the gist of it is it's like the realization that in this next year you're still going to be sick and there's going to be able-bodied people that aren't going to be sick and you have to watch and you get to watch them live their lives and you get to be sick and it's sad and it sucks it sucks horribly and it's not fair it's not right but, you know, oh my god, I was about to say, so there's something I say with my mom all the time, is it is what it is, and she says I sound like an Eeyore when I say it, but I mean, my therapist was like, maybe you shouldn't say that about everything, because like, you know, you know, maybe you shouldn't say that about your chronic illness, like, maybe something more positive, but in this moment, it is what it is, that's life, and life is shitty sometimes, And especially with the new year, and especially when you're chronically ill, and you have something that you cannot change, you cannot make better. I mean, you can. You can take your medication, you can take your whatever. It's never going to just go away. And I think the hardest part is people make New Year's resolutions, right? To be like, I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to, you know, change my lifestyle and change this. And that may actually change their lives, and they may never go back to the life they had before. And with this, you can't just, you know, cleanse out your 
cleanse out your mouths or cleanse out your gastroparesis or cleanse out your cancer. My God. I mean, you can't just take a juice cleanse for that. And I think that's the hardest part. I mean, well, I say that all the time. It's not the hardest part, but it's very difficult to wrap your head around. And it's been something that's been really difficult for me to wrap my head around. Especially last year, I actually tried to do a chronic, like, ill, like, resolution, like, um, countdown compilation of, like, my year, and it was a bunch of photos from the year. And it made me realize, looking back on that, that I thought that this year, those photos might be different, and they're not. My life is not incredibly different. I wonder if you can hear my cat, my brother's cat meowing. He wants food. But that's kind of, like... The realization, I guess. And I think my New Year's resolution is just going to be survive and give myself some more grace. A lot more grace. And also don't expect anything. Because, my God. But I think this is going to be the last episode for 2022. I mean, I've only done like four episodes. But I think next year I have a lot of ideas coming for this podcast. And a lot more things I want to do with it definitely want to do a lot more education on Lyme disease because that is not there's enough out there but there's it's Lyme disease affects everyone individually and for me you know my story is different from anyone else from and from other people and especially with also my other diagnoses along thrown in and also my new random diagnosis of thoracic outlet syndrome with my extra bone in my shoulder that's grown there for some reason because that makes sense because why not my body just has an extra bone so I definitely need to talk about thoracic outlet syndrome because I had no idea what it was when I was told I had it. And the only reason I know about it now is I've talked to people through Instagram. But if you Google it, there's like no information. So I, and that is a vascular compression apparently. So definitely want to talk about that. And I definitely think I want to start, I want to talk to people that are chronically ill, like reach out to people and also just get my mom on here more. Um, if you don't know, this podcast has a blog that goes along with it. She writes on it. And it's called The Same Thing, Six Habits Surviving. So if you want to look at that, too, because her writing is awesome. And she talks about, you know, our, her experiences and our experiences with the medical healthcare system from her point of view, mostly. So, yeah. Um, thank you for hearing my little rant about the new year. And I hope it made you feel a little less alone when you think about the new year and you don't like it. If, if, if you don't like it. I mean, it's totally fine if you love it. I'm going to be listening to New Year's Day by Taylor Swift, Reputation album. I really need her to re-record the album because I feel weird listening to stolen music, but it's fine. She needs to re-record it. Can't promise the person I'll become when she re-records it. Um, Also, the juice I've been drinking, simply pineapple orange juice and simply mango orange juice. I'm drinking that again. Um, So, there you go. And, yeah, I think that's kind of it for now. I also made some really good soup last week, like completely off the top of my head. Just threw some vegetables in a pot and just, I don't know, random autumn moment. So, anyways, thank you for listening, and I will see you next year, I guess. And I hope you stick around until next year, and I hope you enjoy the next year. And I hope you have a good New Year's, too. Even if it's just laying on your couch, dying, because same, that's going to be me. Okay, (laughs) bye.